With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Start, start them while they're young. You know? Yeah, yeah. like suit them up like in Big Daddy, give them the catcher's gear and just start ripping them in the <laughs> infield, you know? Let them, let them take a few. Be good to go. Maybe, maybe a little slap shot regatta, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why the hell not? Let's go. All right, welcome back to Pucks in Deep. We got episode 65 here. I'm your co-host, Connor Thelman, with me as always. Your co-host, James Murray. Fans, we got a big one for you this weekend. Big it's one. the national champions big. out of UMass slash yes. New Mass. New Mass. We got Captain Jake Goddard as well as associate mm. head coach Jared DeMichael. D-Mike. D-Mike. We got two dads on. Yeah, I mean, just leaders, absolutely. Absolute two buttes. leaders and wagons. You want to listen to both interviews. And uh, yeah, I mean, we're back from Pittsburgh. We made it. We'll have a recap for you guys af- afterwards, but just stay tuned. You're going to love everything they got to say. Welcome back to Pucks in Deep here. Episode number 65, James. Yep, it's a big one. We're uh, we're all hung over here, but we're here regardless. <laughs> well, assumptions being thrown. I think Jake looks better than all of us somehow, mm-hmm. which is uh, crazy. But yeah, I guess I should jump into it. Our guest today, we got two natty champs. The first off is El Capitano, number 18. Uh, I think mayor of Pittsburgh and Amherst currently, Jake Godet. How we feeling, Jake? Good, good. Still surviving. Still, still pretty excited. I, I can tell with the t-shirt choice. I mean, obviously, it's been a big week for you guys. Like, uh, I mean, right now, I think you're kind of having a break in the in the celebrations. But like, how how crazy has that been around campus? I mean, like we've seen the Zoom ass posts where it just looks buzzing, like something's about to burn down. But like, how how sick has that been? Seeing all the people going nuts there. Yeah, it, it's crazy. It's uh, especially this year, like not having any fans at the games to go from like pretty much no fans to all of a sudden like <laughs> having thousands of people out when we got home on, on Sunday. It was pretty special, like especially driving in Amherst. There's cars. Uh, we had a police escort, I think. So there's cars basically pulled over on the other side. People are, you know, honking and waving. So it was uh, it was pretty cool, especially for a lot of us to see it. Uh, yeah, it meant a ton to all of us. How, how many fans were there waiting for you when the bus rolled through? There's a lot. I don't know, like number count, but just if you see those videos, <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was crazy. Was that the best feeling in the world? Getting out that bus, turning your shoulder, and boom, lifting that trophy. Yeah. And there's fans everywhere. And yeah, really... and they're all lined up. We popped the windows off the yeah. side of the bus. We're oh. like, you know, high five and everybody. It was it was crazy. Yeah, one of the coolest things I've been a part of. That looks, how long did it take for you? Because I saw when you got off that bus, you still had the net going as like a little bit of a <laughs> still like, rocking. Yeah, a little like yeah. cornrow oh, or yeah. something. How long were you rocking the net? Look. <laughs> That was about probably the end of the next okay. days. Yeah, it's uh, it's in safekeeping now, but it had a pretty good run. Yeah, that was some style. He's still wearing it right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, first game of the pros, just skate out with it and just <laughs> draped off the back. That'd be a power yeah, move. Yeah, I made I it into underwear. Yeah, so I just wear uh, it the whole time. God, I love it. But, I mean, like, just thinking back to the Frozen Four, like, I, I mean, we're going to put together a clip here, so oh, yeah. I don't know if that was a great transition, but when I was just watching you guys, like, before games, like, we had 
uh, like the snap store. You guys were all around the corner and you dapped up Bobby. And I was like, God, they're going to take it right here. Like, yeah, I, I placed over. a bet after that over. happened. It was the dap heard around the world. Like, <laughs> how confident were you guys coming into every game? Because it looked like, you know, you're just like loose out there. Yeah, I think we benefited from being there two years ago. So like getting back okay. to kind of this stage, there's definitely a lot of almost calm confidence, I thought. Guys, there's no surprises. Like we've been there before. We kind of knew what the process was like. And um, I think for all the guys that, that have been there before, the upperclassmen, there's just some comfort, I think, in knowing kind of what to expect. And it allowed us to, to prepare maybe with, with some more confidence. Yeah. And trying to we tried to stay loose just to make sure that you know, the younger kids that weren't there were kind of leading by, exa- or leading by example for them. Yeah, that's smart. And then, like, to come into it versus UMD, being a few guys down, like your goalie and Carson there, like, was that extra motivation almost? Just like, well, I mean, we're missing two of our big guys. They've helped us get here. We need to go to the ship just to give them another chance to play. Yeah, okay. for sure. And I think going through that the week before, you know, we were riding so high after Bridgeport to get that positive result. Like, I think I want to say it was Friday. We got a text where it was like team zoom at nine 45. <laughs> it was like nine 15. Oh. You're like, man, this can only be one thing. And it's just terrible. We're all just like, Oh no. And sure enough, you know, we had a COVID case. So for two days, it didn't look like we we're going to get to go to Pittsburgh. But I think for all of us, we, we knew if we were going to get to go, we were going to do everything we could to, to get Carson and Philae and, and uh, Jerry and, and Henry another game. So all the boys. So like, yeah, no one knew, like, like, well, who is it? Because I bet you're all feeling good, too. You're just like, <laughs> shit, it could be anybody yeah. at this point. That is nuts. Oh, man. Yeah. What about, I did want to ask, so I'm a UMD guy. But, I mean, obviously, I was a UMass guy after that game. So, <laughs> but that one hurt me a little bit. But, like, just seeing you guys come out for overtime, literally flying around them after three just hard-ass periods. Like, how many smelling salts did you do <laughs> before you came out on the ice? Because you guys were literally just tearing it up. Like, yeah, all of them. Yeah, oh. all the smelling salts. No, we, uh, I think we struggled a bit at the start of that game. We didn't get to practice a ton going in. So it almost felt like guys were just tired. Like it was really heavy legs. And we almost shook that in the third period. And I think we, we, we felt pretty fresh, honestly, going into overtime. And I think getting to that stage, especially scoring that goal to, to push it to overtime, it almost felt like uh, we figured out what we needed to do to be successful. And we kind of doubled down on that in overtime. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what, what did the Mike personally say to you guys in the locker room though it had to have been the something rah, rah speech. yeah i mean he got it sure. yeah what did he what did he say in the locker room if not cars yeah, to, to mike yeah to mike came in um <laughs> yeah i mean all the coaches came in carby yeah. was pretty frustrated with us after the, uh, the second period because we just we weren't playing very well and to get mm-hmm. to that stage and kind of lay an egg in the first two periods we were pretty disappointed but we obviously still had 20 minutes to basically play for for our lives and for the opportunity to to go to the championship again and that doesn't motivate you that I don't know what it does. <laughs> right. No, that was yeah. Oh no, just a great game. I and mean, that was back and forth. It was low scoring, but we were joking that that was the championship game because I mean you guys came out like right from the get go and took care. I mean, you must have found your legs in the first period, like the first after yeah, Saint Cloud. after that shorty versus St. Cloud. Yeah. yeah. I kind of thought that that one was over after it was two nothing. I mean, you guys are a very defensively sound team, but like how long did it take for that feeling to sink in with you? Like, you know, we, we got this in the bag, or did you not even think that like till you know, the final whistle. Trying to block out those thoughts, I think, until at least late in the third for the most part. Because, I mean, right. I think there was a game, I can't remember which one it was. I know it was Miami and BU a while back where it was like one team, I remember, blow, blew yeah. a lead like 3 nothing in the third, something like that. Oh. So, I don't know. St. Cloud's a good team. They're pretty explosive offensively. So, for a lot of us, especially kind of wearing a letter, you're trying to make sure guys are still focused and still yeah. 
dialed in. And we had a meeting with Carvey, I think, uh, the last media timeout. So there's like three and a half minutes left where he's kind of like, you guys are national champions. Like, soak this in before mm-hmm. it gets crazy. And we're all looking around. It's like, man, like, I can't even, can't even <laughs> believe we're here. It doesn't feel real. God, I want to hear that speech. Uh, <laughs> even even Carves giving it up. I feel like he'd be the guy who'd be like, you know, keep keep fucking skating. Get it deep. Yeah. What are you guys doing <laughs> <Yeah>. here? <laughs> I mean, yeah, they said that, but then, you know, they're still going <laughs> to yeah. yell from the bench if guys are making yeah. mistakes, right? With a bad laugh. But that's it. Uh, that's how he's built. How was the atmosphere this weekend in Pittsburgh with 25% capacity? I know we were there, so we definitely turned it up a little bit, but. The rest right. of the crowd. What was the atmosphere like to play in front of for yeah. the closing four? You guys were leading from the front for sure. Uh, <laughs> oh. No, it was cool. We haven't had any fans, right, until the yeah. tournament. So it was pretty special. My sister and her boyfriend came out to Bridgeport. And then uh, my whole fam was there this weekend, which was awesome. I haven't seen uh, seen them really since August. So it was pretty special to have them there. Even just to have people in the building was uh, mm-hmm. was pretty exciting. Yeah, we, we ran into Papa got it in the in the J. We're like, that's gotta be him. That's got <laughs> he's wearing his jersey, it was him. <laughs> There's no one else. He was, was fired up. Game. Uh, it going. was loud, man. The the concourse there, right when you walked in the gates at Pittsburgh. I mean, after the game, it was it was yeah. just packed with UMass fans just screaming. You can feel it. And Bridgeport didn't have any, right? It was just friends and family for the most part. Yeah, I think so. It was very yeah, it was like we had two tickets each. I think that was yeah. pretty much it. Shit, that is limited. Okay. Yeah. And then you got all the ECH boys. I mean, there's a lot of UMass fans there. Like I'd say St. Cloud had more, but obviously they're quiet. Yeah. For the last one. Uh coming in they're loud. That brings yeah. up my question. Have you seen or heard of the UMass Reindeers? Is he still alive? Yeah, we're worried. That we guy heard anything. No. No, I haven't. <laughs> no, that's not good. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. I wonder he's still wearing the reindeer. I mean, like you're still in the shirt. I don't think he's changed. He hasn't showered. Yeah, he's just yeah. it's only got one outfit. <laughs> he's just ripping it. I mean, he was, he was tweeting the next day, so I guess he made it past the game. Yeah, he made but, it one day. Yeah, I haven't seen him since. So. <laughs> That's tough. What about, I mean, just like how fired up Carves was. Like, I just seeing him do his victory lap. Like, at first, he did like the mean mug, just holding it up. And then he started like doing the laps, and he had like the, the cheesiest smile, like ear to ear. I was like, man, that's the happiest guy I've ever seen. But like, how crazy was it to see him just, you know, like smile like that? Like, oh my God. Yeah, it was cool. Like, for someone who's, you know, pretty calm, cool, collected all the time. Yeah. Right. Uh, for him to, you know, like he was in tears at some point. He's worked extremely hard to kind of have that moment. He's put a ton. Like, our coaching staff works extremely hard. It's impressive. So, for them to kind of get to that stage, you know, when they came in, they were, the team was not very good. And I'm sure a lot of people have talked about that. But to have a yeah. five win season and to be able to, to turn that around, it takes a lot of hard work. And, you know, it's pretty special for, for all of them to have that moment. I think we were talking about that a little bit the first time we had you on, but like just a reminder for the people, like, were you ever thinking another school uh, when you were getting recruited or was there, you know, like what led you to choose UMass and this coaching staff? Yeah. I, when I met with coach Carvel, he kind of had a plan to turn the program around and it was exciting to me to kind of get in on the ground floor and a really cool school that plays in hockey East and solid academically. And from the CCHL, you know, it's not very often you get an opportunity in hockey East um, so it came down to a few schools, but I actually broke my ankle my 20 year old year juniors. So Oof. some of those options disappeared. <laughs> and luckily, uh, UMass was still looking for uh, for a bigger size center. And uh, yeah, obviously worked out just for a captain. There's one thing that, you know, I didn't want to bring up, but uh, we were talking about, you know, 20 blocks, 30 blocks before the season. <laughs> I don't know if the stat sheet guy missed. But we have yet nine blocks. Like, was that? Yeah. <laughs> What happened there? I mean, obviously it worked, so I'm not yeah. even that mad you know, about it's, it. It's harder as a center than a. Than it I is. It is true. Block a ton of pucks, but okay. I also have beef with our stats guy. I don't think they count them quite accurately. Yeah, there's no way. I think I'd be I'd be around maybe the the 
over under, I think was set at 21, I believe. <laughs> I think it'd be around there. I don't know if it'd be over or not, but there's definitely more than nine. Okay. Yeah. I, we officially have beef now too. I mean, you win a national championship, you got the C. I assume there's more and it just wasn't there. We also don't know. They didn't put down for St. Cloud game. So you probably had like five eats in the ship. Okay. okay. Like easily. Yeah. So easily. Yeah. We got, we got a little beef there, but all right. I just want to get it out that. Again, that's the hard part of the interview. I, I, I don't like doing that. What about uh, Jonesy signing with the Rangers? What's your thoughts on that? Ooh, yeah, get on that. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. I mean, he's an unbelievable D-man. Like, he's yeah. so shifty out there. He's just a kid that, like, I don't know, for whatever reason, he's so skilled. Um, and it's it's just he has that kind of, like, innate gift on the blue line to just dance people out of their skates. And, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm super excited for him. I think it's a, a wicked opportunity at, I think he'll he'll hit the ground running there. Hopefully, he does pretty well. What about uh, what about your future here? What's your your plans for next year? You don't have to break anything, but uh, can I recommend <laughs> Minnesota state of hockey? You know, yeah, I uh, yeah, there's, can't really say anything yet. Yeah, that's fair. So I'll be playing hockey next year, just no matter where. Okay, and not college? Is that we're not going to break that? <laughs> all right, all right, we can cut not, it. We can not cut college it. College hockey. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you kind of, yeah, you, you conquered it. You okay. conquered. That's a good way to go out, man. <laughs> on to the next. I just want to say, how many, how many like fans or, or students that you know aren't on the hockey team have you talked to after the since the championship? Have you connected with a lot of people on the on the grounds of UMass there? Yeah, a lot. I mean, we've been uh, you know wearing our gear a lot, and going <laughs> around town and stuff, right? You so got we've it. A ton of people. It's actually been pretty special. I, I think it meant a lot to a lot of UMass fans, and people are really, really excited to to kind of get to share it and, and to cheer us on and you know we go out to eat and people are kind of congratulating us so it's pretty special and you know <laughs> there was there was people crying in their cars as we we're busted by when we were driving into oh, campus and just to kind of yeah see that on you know the other side of uh, of the tv i guess a little bit was pretty special yeah, wow. hit, hit them in the feels like how big was that difference like when you guys were leaving on the bus from amherst like before everything because i mean it had to be more like a ghost town it's covid you know everybody's doing <laughs> zoom class and you get back and it's like it is zoo mass. It is like, just a zoo. Was that on just the campus? Of like, yeah, we have, we have students here. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, hell. crazy. And yeah, like it's, it's, <laughs> it's hard to even wrap your head around. Like it just felt like we were almost like back two years ago to kind of like a normal, mm-hmm. normal life in some sense with all the people there. It was pretty cool. Yeah. We should have went. I mean, that's, <laughs> I don't think we would have <laughs> yeah. made it out, but we should have tried. We should have tried. That'd have been tough. That'd have been not legally been able to drive, you know? No. It would have been a long Uber. Uh, yeah. what does your former teammate Kale McCarr had to say have to say since the championship yeah he was excited we uh, we FaceTimed him in the locker room after the game he was pretty fired up but Hell yeah. yeah so I think he, he's uh, he's pretty happy for us and I think mean, I wish we won one with him when he was here but right. uh, he's doing pretty well himself so <laughs> he is no he's doing just fine but uh, that's a pretty cool story right there yeah Kale I mean like or have you guys reached out to Leno or Ferraro or you know Chafee like boys, everybody huh? been calling in just fired up like I, I wish they would show up to the parade I, obviously it's COVID but like <laughs> you imagine how many sweaters <laughs> playing in the show but yeah. yeah I mean there's so many yeah. guys from the, that first team you know short walk from uh, from San Jose <laughs> Leno. yeah no we we've boys. talked to a bunch of them everyone's pretty excited uh just that you know we were able to kind of get back to that stage even just to beat Duluth was super exciting but to, yeah. to win the trophy was awesome everyone's uh, everyone that's played at UMass is, is super excited we've heard from a bunch of them which has been awesome to kind of share that is there a postseason party planned yet for all the UMass guys to play in the past 10 years there should be just everyone gets together <laughs> Ooh, that'd be sick that's actually outing. a pretty good idea yeah we've been joking about getting a, a reunion tour back for kind of our senior class and 
uh, yeah, we'll have to come up with something. There's, there's even talk about tattoos, but uh, that hasn't, uh, got much traction yet. <laughs> I like that. Just like a banner, or what would the tattoo be? And where would it be? I don't know. Uh, yeah, definitely don't know. an ass I'm tat. Not much of a graphic designer myself, so we're gonna have to outsource that. <laughs> we'll make some mock-ups for you. We're, okay. we're talking ass like tats. On there. <laughs> yeah. I'll send you a few sketches. We'll yeah. What about Mike's just leading the way? He's the first one to get it for yeah. sure. Oh, he'd have to. <laughs> he'd get two. You know. Yeah. What about number? I mean, number eighteen. Is that going up in the rafters? Like, I don't want anyone to wear it at UMass <laughs> again. Can we get that started? I don't okay. know. I don't think so. But uh, we. I mean, I've been wearing the jersey a lot recently. It's 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 pretty cool. I think to wrap up the career and all the work and four years here, kind of going through a lot of ups and downs. It's uh, just talking with our seniors. It's a pretty special feeling to know the last time you'll wear it on the ice is, you know, we're, we're holding the trophy and kind of making history for our school. There was one that uh, our, our boy Johnny, he couldn't make it because he, he's a he's a big league now. He's doing some New York podcast, but he was mentioning how in one of your first team meetings, Coach Carvel and Ben Barr took you guys and showed you film a UMass Lowell said like, this is the example of how he wanted the team identity to be. So he's saying like, how fitting was it that you guys beat them? I mean, one nothing shutout in the hockey East final. And then, you know, then you beat the team that beat you two years prior in UMD. Like, how, how cool was that? Just kind of come full circle like that. Yeah. It, I mean, Carvey's had a plan for UMass for a long time. And, and you look at Lowell, and Lowell's been successful with the brand of hockey that they've kind of created there. And I think it's with guys that, you know, maybe aren't five-star recruits, but they play really well within a defensive system. And they compete extremely hard and they're hard to play against. I think that kind of model for a style of play plays well against BC and BU and a lot of the successful hockey schools. So for Carvey for a long time, yeah, that was kind of the, the mold that he wanted to build. And I think we've done a pretty good job following that in some ways. And yeah, to get to play Lowell, like that's the school I, I came down to is between UMass and UMass Lowell when I was recruiting. So to get to play against them um, and then ultimately get to play against Duluth again was, was special. It's kind of like a revenge game for a lot of us. Jeez. That's just, and oh man, good choice. Good choice. Going, chills. going to new mass, but yeah, what, what does new mass mean to you now that you've kind of, you know, you've been there for the creation of it and it kind of came full circle. And what's, what's next for UMass here? Yeah. Well, new mass, new, new mass. mass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Carvey's, uh, Carvey's branding. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's, to me, it's kind of the entire culture. It's, it's everything that, that we've created and, all the work that's put into uh, to what we've done to build a hockey program. You know, it's all the guys that have either been here and moved on to the next level or are still mm. here and have contributed and, you know, ultimately pushed our, pushed our program forward and have left the Jersey in a better place than when we put it on. It's a great answer. I mean, yeah. you guys are definitely set for the future. Um, it's going to be hard to say no to UMass now. Uh, I know you got Makar's younger brother mm. coming in next year and some other good recruits. Um, but can we expect, another now i know it's gonna be a repeat uh championship next year is that possible <laughs> i don't know i don't know i mean i'm sure carvey will do everything in his power <laughs> to, to get the team there that'd be that'd be good that'd be good for hockey another championship out east i think that was a big one for college hockey in general just east uh east team winning it yeah. that guys you know that had to feel good for the hockey community out there well just being we're from this you know the state of hockey but we we're just getting ripped apart like there's three minnesota teams they don't come out with it yeah we so, went over three yeah so i mean that was pretty big for massachusetts i mean i felt like i went one for one though after saturday night that was yeah. a pretty fun night yeah we'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> it was just nuts we man felt victorious you know? i mean uh that just had to yeah, be the that, best that, that night was was awesome but to be kind of under the the well, we've been hiding basically all year, right, from mm-hmm. COVID and everything. But to get to kind of loosen up a little bit and see a bunch of fans and celebrate that was 
was pretty cool. But yeah, no, the Frozen Four next year, I think, is in Boston. So yeah, it's gonna be if nuts. They were to, if they were to get back, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. We'll we'll just plan on having you on. Let's say UMass gets in the Frozen Four. Mm-hmm. Do what we did with Kale this year. We got. Can we lock you down for a pod if that happens? Oh, yeah, anytime. anytime. I'm not. I'm not joining the pod like full time after this one. Or, well, well, you are. You want, I mean, we're not. Oh, okay. We're not saying okay. no at this point. We don't. We don't hold those kind of cards. But how, yeah. How many picks do you have with the trophy? Because I think I have like ten, which is probably ten too many. But you've got to have over a thousand right now with different fans, family, yeah, players. I I mean, yeah, I got a lot. I got a lot. If there's anyone out there that has them, send them to me. I love, <laughs> I love getting a big camera roll full of them. Yeah, you're a man of the people going around the room. I was like, that is a, that is a captain right there. <laughs> That's a captain. Every single person. I didn't think I'd hold it. I was like, what am I doing with this? You know? I was scared. But that was a trophy scared. feels good, though. It has to feel even better for you. Describe the feeling when you pick it up off the table, though, and turn around and give it to the boys on the ice there. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. So cool. Like, just to... I guess to see the excitement on everyone's faces and to kind of share that myself and you have the fans in the background. It's I blacked out a little bit. <laughs> I do remember it was pretty special, but yeah, like just pure joy. Like mm-hmm. words can't really describe it. What a feeling. Did you get to sleep with the trophy that night or who slept with the trophy? Ooh, it should be you. I didn't spoon with it, but it was in my room. Yeah, it was <laughs> on the desk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just waking up to that guy. Yeah, just, I mean, I don't care how hungover you are Sunday morning, you're you're good to go. That trophy on your desk. Yeah. Kind of gal you want yeah, to take we, home tomorrow. We've been marching that thing around all over the place. Carby had to kind of take it away from us. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it intact. That's that's good. That's what good about, stuff. I love the uh, the post game press conference where it seemed like they're you know they're kind of taking long asking you questions. You're like, I, I need a beer. You know, got out of there. Like, how long did that that feel like for you? So you're like, I need to go out and celebrate. You know. Yeah, well, I was answering questions. I could hear all the boys. They're walking to the bus. They had the speaker going, playing We Are the Champions. It's like, man, I got to get out there. Yeah, I got to get out there. Just, and just walk out. Like, Let's go. We're ready to play. Come on. Uh, Give me back. Yeah, I can't imagine. Man, I was oh, waiting shit. for you in the lobby. I was just like, this is this trophy's got to come in in a second. Yeah. I know, I know <laughs> you're holding it. That was a pretty – I mean, I gave DeMike a hug right away. Never met the guy in my life. I was just so happy for you guys. It was an electric <laughs> feeling. The, he, was, you know, he was fired up. The get-together yeah, on the second floor. Right yeah, that bar made probably enough money for the year. I meant Ben Bar. Oh, sorry. But yeah, yeah. That bar in the lobby. The, the lobby bar as well was present for sure. Yeah. I walked into yeah. the bar and UMass fans are just handing me beers. Like, oh God, <laughs> what's going to happen tonight? They were generous, man. They were. No, they're happy to win. And you could tell how much that meant to everyone, not only on your team, but the, the fan base as well. It's, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that was pretty, pretty cool experience for you guys to win that one. Do, do we want to go a little speed round left with them? I mean, we've already done one speed round. We already with them. Did a, what, what kind of speed round are we thinking? I don't know. Just roll it off the top of our head. Okay. Yeah. Hit me. Hit me. I'm in. Let's go. <laughs> He's in. <laughs> you ready for it? We can just be we like, also, we can tell last stories too, if you want, you know, Ooh, we, you, we do we have last that. stories? Do you have a last story to tell? Cause he'd love it if you. I can't believe he's not even yeah, here. Yeah, I mean, you should just ask him about uh, the DM game that he used to have uh, with our friend George Mika on the team. They used to, uh, I don't want to expose him too much, but they used to play NHL and the loser would get to, or the winner would get to send a DM to anyone off the other person's phone. So the, the lines used to be pretty creative. It was like, just like messages, you know, like, hey, I'm going to Whole Foods. Like, do you want me to pick you up anything? Uh, just really bizarre things, but they were so funny. Like, those two guys together are hysterical. Oh, They're so man. much fun. Yeah, Johnny's good that. shit. That's I'm going to start using that. Yeah, let's play him in now. Chell, man. I'm in. <laughs> just start sending messages to everyone on his phone. He's still, t- he's in, he's literally, so we have like a document where like we just write ideas for questions and J- Johnny's been typing in it. Is that while we're going right he now? He said he's working, yeah, and he's just doing that <laughs> shit right he now. he in this thing? So he has one, how many times a practice do you quote a movie, is what he said, and what's your favorite? 
<laughs> or no, maybe that was for D Mike. Maybe that, but you can answer it too. <laughs> yeah, I, I personally I don't, but okay. uh, same guy George Mika on our team, our freshman year, he uh, like he would almost exclusively speak in movie quotes, whether it's <laughs> No Happy Gilmore or Dodgeball or other things. The guys, he's a riot. And actually, last two last kind of orchestrated this. My freshman year, this is a good story. Uh, Let's rip. I uh, I was living in a dorm with a roommate who didn't have his suit uh, in Amherst yet, but we had this thing. It was for a week. We were planning this uh, formal sorority party, whatever, at the bar. And I was like, yeah, guys are talking. It's a formal. It's a yeah. formal. Like, we're having a formal with the sorority. I'm like, I don't know what the hell this means. Like, does this mean I have to wear a suit? My roommate's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to wear your suit. Like, I'm pissed. I, can't. I don't have mine. Whatever. I'm like, okay. <laughs> So we go over to the pregame. I'm the only guy in a suit, right? Yeah. Which is usually a red flag. But everyone's like, no, 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 we're bringing them. We're going to put them on once we get to this party. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so we get in the car. Sure enough, guys are all carrying their suit bags, right? They got their shoes in there, everything. I'm like, you can start to get the feeling that like, I think I'm being had here. <laughs> and uh, But these guys have their suits. So like maybe they're just putting them on. They, they wouldn't be messing with me that badly. And sure enough, yeah, walk in the party. The door opens. Everyone's just laughing. I'm the only <laughs> guy wearing a suit, <laughs> just rocking it. But I'm pretty sure Laz was the uh, one of the masterminds behind that entire thing. Uh, yeah. I gotta that's watch tough. out for Laz now. Yeah, that's like the nine trust. at nine trick. Yeah, Happy Gilmore. That's just that's just me. Were they in flip flops or something or what? <laughs> <laughs> how, how drastic was it? Pretty vibe. I mean, just normal going out clothes, just <laughs> bringing the suits for uh, to keep the joke going. Yeah, I mean, you had to be the sharpest looking one there. <laughs> That's a, that's an ice cream. Uh, yeah, my only regret is I Ubered home like within five minutes. I was there and back in normal clothes. Like that's you should have just kept it on at that point. I should have rocked it for sure. Yeah. Let it run. Oh, that is <laughs> I'm trying to think about that. What was one of his? Yeah, he just said respect the Atlantic. I don't know if that's a question. <laughs> he just threw that. In. <laughs> <laughs> respect it. Okay. All right, fair enough. Oh, that, was, that was one question I was going to ask McCarr, and I didn't. Is like, were you? I guess I can say as well. Ever tempted to join him and go to Mercyhurst? <laughs> you know, start a revolution. No, <laughs> no, he said no. no, no, I wasn't. I'm pretty happy here. Yeah, good choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm so excited for him to listen to this part. Yeah. Well, be- I remember him too. Obviously, he's got his, his fake teeth. He used to pop them out. You'd, you'd go to look at your drink when you're at a party, and he'd fucking he'd stuck you here, stuck his teeth into your drinks. So you go out to take uh, a sip. That's like, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is nasty. Does he even have fake teeth now? Because yeah, I- he just got them screwed in today. He sent me a snap with screws in his mouth. Like God. Oh, nice, nice. Like, I've, I've seen him yeah, with the. Don't, don't expose him too bad here with these stories, but yeah, I'll I'll pick and choose. He deserves some of these. He deserves. Yeah, he has a good amount coming to him. Yeah, we'll rip okay. Okay. <laughs> What's your plan for school, though? Obviously, you're still going to be playing hockey here, but are you finishing off your degree or have you finished school or what's up? I got one. I'm actually in one class uh, this semester. So oh, that's what you told me. I got like a, yeah, I got like a group project left, uh, and I think that's pretty much it. So I'm close to the end. Did the group just like, oh, you want it all? Uh, don't worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> we'll take care. You know? <laughs> I got a great group. There's a bunch of like really fun guys, and uh, they're big fans of the team. So it's actually been a lot of fun to work with them. Oh, it sounds like you're good there. that we've been gone uh, in Pittsburgh. Yeah, you guys are busy bringing home some some hardware. Yeah, obviously. absolutely. And like, I mean, does it feel good that you're never gonna have to buy a beer again in Amherst? Is that mm. gonna be a good feeling? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, I'm happy to pay for it, but uh, if they're on someone else too, I'll still drink them. <laughs> in this economy, I mean, it'd be rude to turn it down. Yeah, it's like, I'll yeah. Take I'll take it in for the boys. Oh, what are, What are you gonna miss most about college hockey in your time at UMass, though? Just the boys. Just like, the boys. Just be, I feel like you'll never be closer with the with a group of guys. Yeah. 
we do, you know, we do court all the time and find each other. I think that's one of the most fun times of the week. Um, but just like the, the silly pranks too, I think are always hilarious and just being able to, I don't know, you go eat with these guys all the time. You have class with them. You see them at the rink. You're just close all the time. It's like just a bunch of brothers. Yeah. What was the last fine that you got in court? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, Oh, good question. I honestly don't know. The seniors did a pretty good job just washing all the fines that that came our way this year. Um, Brushing them off. Ah. Yeah. I used to get fined all, like I, I think I fell in warm up like once every five games from (laughs) freshman to junior year, I would just go out there and just fly around too hard in warm ups. I was actually, I, I hid from all those fines. I had no warm up falls this year, which is actually a big accomplishment. I think. Okay. Oh boy, that might have been what turned yeah, the tide yeah. for the boys. <laughs> just, just clean skating <laughs> out there. Wow. Okay. What about Laz? What was his? Uh, oh no, gosh, his fines. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Just. Yeah, I don't even know. He would always. Uh, we have a little like fine jar where you put notes in that are uh, like anonymous fines. So he would fill that jar up with just like hilarious, like just. Uh, stuff you wouldn't even think of like it'd be so out of left field <laughs> i can uh, see him doing it right now yeah the guy's just hilarious that'd be his favorite part they're like getting ready for a big matchup and he's just over there in the corner <laughs> yeah. for the boys when a guy would get fined he'd be like all right who wrote this and no one would say anything at last just be like giggling in the corner. <laughs> he's just there for he's just there to have a good time he's, like, he's a locker room guy you got you need that absolute, guy absolute yeah glue guy <laughs> hanging out there oh, we got to get some fines going for the boys here yeah like Wendy, not even watching right now. He's working. He's working on his stuff. <laughs> he's working on his stuff. <laughs> we got guys doing homework in here. Can what else do we want to ask him while he's on quick? We got a couple yeah, minutes. I know you're listening, babe. You're all right. Um, nice. Fine nice. gods there. Oh, I do have one question. Um, I'm assuming you've listened to Carr's interview on Spit and Chicklets. Uh, what would you rate that interview? <laughs> I was I was pretty impressed. I haven't listened to all of it yet. I'm saving yeah. it uh, for tomorrow. Um, I... I give him like maybe an eight eight point two eight point three. Yeah, yeah, not bad. Yeah, he came out. Of, I mean, he answered everything. Just yeah, ready. he is. Uh, he's not afraid to speak his mind. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'll say that. Did not seem hungover. Like it seemed like he was like back and ready to work. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, I think he turned the page on Monday. He was back to get ready oh, for next God. season. That's what you want in a coach. Yeah, must That's be what nice. you want. <laughs> that. Again, Jake, we awesome. just want to thank you for your time today, man. We were so yeah. fired up to be there for the ship and uh, the after party guest. too, man. The after party was fun. Thanks a lot for taking the picture yeah, with that us. Was and fun to have yeah. you guys. Awesome, that man. video that might still pop up of me just tossing you a beer that right when you walk in the hotel. Oh, that's a that's we'll a legendary video. Deep. We'll work it in deep. <laughs> yeah, that was that was Hall of Fame. Yeah, that was great, man. Everyone loved that, and the pic the picture is great. Um, but yeah, no man. Best of luck um, with your pro career here. We'll stay in touch. But uh, again, that is your national champion, the captain of UMass Amherst. Here, uh, thanks, Jake. Thank you. Appreciate yep. you guys. All right. Welcome back. So joining us now, we have a former RIT Steel Curtain and current associate head coach of your Natty Champs. It's UMass. We got Jared D. Michael with us. D. Mike, how's it going? Going good, boys. Had a, uh, not going to lie, pretty eventful weekend here. Still living on a little bit of a high, but uh, no, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah. What's the story been like at UMass since you've got back to town there? Yeah. I mean, being uh in my mid thirties, it's probably not as sweet as it is for the guys right now. Um, yeah. I'm sure you guys might've seen when we arrived on Sunday, it was, it was pretty crazy. Definitely found, found uh, we found that there was going to be a gathering when we got back to, to the Mullen center, to our arena. And, uh, we thought it was going to be low key and like, we're driving into campus and you can see like cars lining up and people lining up and people are honking horns and you can start to see 
UMass shirts and logos. And then we take a corner to go on Mullen Center Way. And literally there's just like a wave of people and you like, you don't see grass or pavement. All you see is people after people. Like they ended up like walking up to the bus. The bus was at like just crawling, but we opened up the, the bus driver told us we could open up the windows. People are like giving us high fives. Um, people tossed a few things into the bus for the boys to enjoy themselves. Um, but it, it was nice. crazy. It was awesome. And I think the guys have been enjoying themselves as they should, obviously, whatever with COVID times, you got to be smart about that. But, yeah. uh, um, whatever it's a once in a lifetime opportunity to win a last show championship, the first in uh, UMass history. And as you guys, you never forget the first. Yep. No, no doubt. I mean, that's, that's huge for this school and um, your first national championship as well. But how is your perspective as a coach different than the players? Would you say of winning a national championship? No, I mean, it's definitely special. I mean, uh, going to the uh, frozen four as a player, not a big deal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Losing in the national championship a couple of years ago, and even Carvey gave some perspective on it. But like you, when, when you don't win it and you get there and you get just a small taste of it, like you, you never forget that feeling. Um, and obviously, whatever playing in Duluth in the semifinal, they are an unbelievable team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought they played really, really well. And I think we got some bounces to go our way. But uh, to think about that team the last few years, like we definitely wanted an opportunity to go up against them. Um, and then in the national championship, a game against St. Cloud, like they're another great team. Um, and I think we got some good bounces and the guys were super too opportunistic, but to, ha- to have that lead in the third period and to kind of be able to look around and soak it in and carve pulled the guys in with at the last TV timeout and was like, Hey, like you guys, you're all national champions. Like you have that with you for the rest of your life. And you can see the smile on the kids faces. And, um, obviously it's super special, but like with it being the COVID year, I think it means even more just the amount of sacrifice that our guys had to do on a daily basis with all the testing and social distancing and not seeing their parents and not seeing their girlfriends. And, Mm -hmm. um, it's whatever everybody's gone through, but it's just not the real life. And hopefully you get to the real life here sooner rather than later. I've seen a lot of people on Twitter talking about this season being like a Disney movie for UMass. Uh, shout out to one guy, Nate Wells specifically, but I mean, just from being there from the start, when you guys came in as a coaching staff, like the first meeting, you guys said, like, I want to be like UMass Lowell, like play to their identity. And you guys beat Lowell in Hockey East. Like, it's almost fitting that you took down Lowell, the team you kind of wanted to be when you first came to UMass. And then you beat Duluth, who beat you guys two years ago. It's like a very fitting, like, movie-esque kind of win, I feel like. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I don't know if uh, poetic justice is the right word and whatnot. But, um, no, I mean, Laz, you you were a part of it. And you were a helpful piece of our, our program moving forward and things like that. Um, but, I mean... Uh, you saw it, Laz, and our guys still have it. Like, we have a serious chip on our shoulder. People still doubt us. Um, I mean, you see those everything college hockey polls, everything we, every single week we can't even crack the top five. So, so, um, but, um, I mean, it just I don't want to put words in our players' mouth, but I, I mean, for me personally, I still have a chip on my shoulder, and I don't think a lot of people expect us to win this season, let alone win the national championship. And you got to use that as fuel and motivation. Um, but we, we feel like we're arguably one of the top programs in the country and we're not going to, not going to change who we are, um, just off of success. I think that's when you can kind of go sideways. Um, we know who, what our identity is. We know what our values are. Um, and we're not going to change any of our philosophies. We want to continue to get better in what we do. Um, but we know what our sweet spot is and we want to keep trying to hammer that home and get better and better. But just like you said, Laz, like it did, whatever, it did feel a little bit like a Disney movie where these, Seniors came in our, after our, our first year, that was really pretty rough. And 
Um, they had to go through some tough things, but then whatever, we, we win the Hockey East Championship, but then um, we go through the regional, and after the regional, one of our guys tests positive. That takes out all of his roommates. Yeah. So then people are doubting us even more, and it was just a, a shot at our culture. Where are we at? How are we going to handle this? And um, I think it was kind of a rallying cry for our guys to come together, like, hey, like we got to find a way to win a game on Thursday night so we can get get the band back together, get the boys back here. Um, but even crazy too, like I think originally the plan was to fly those three guys in. And then we found that uh, out that like the CDC had them on a no fly zone uh, and they were like, Oh, they can just get in the, the same car. Like they're in the same car and one of them tests positive and they're all out. So they all had to take separate cars. Um, like I FaceTimed with Phil a and a couple of the other guys just to check and see how they were doing. But that's like, whatever, an eight, nine hour drive. And they hadn't been practicing. And then they just had a pregame skate on Saturday and, hop on the ice like you know it lads it's it's not easy but um i think it's a it's a an example of, of our culture an example of uh our character and our commitment and um no it was it was awesome it was cool how much does yeah, it mean i just wanted to add one thing quick boys if i can yeah go. Well, well just because I mean, it. it starts from the top it starts from the top down when you're building a culture and i don't think there's many other coaching staffs out there that are doing 6 a.m workouts with the boys i know you guys do <laughs> No, I think you know this, Laz. We're all about Furda. We're all about Furda boys. And <laughs> you, may, you may not see it. I mean, this is a good camera angle. You can't see my barrel from here now, so I, I like this camera shot. But, uh, no, I mean, we, we're not going to ask anything different of our players than what we'd ask for ourselves. And, obviously, there's a, a level of uh, – higher level of commitment from the players with their nutrition and things like that, and they're working out. But, um, it, obviously, whatever. I knew it from being a player. I did not want to be – when I was in college – I did not want to be up at 5 a.m., 6 a.m. working out. Mm. Um, and we had to do that our, our first spring. And it was kind of like, hey, if you guys are going to do it, we're going to be there every single day for you as, as much as we really don't want to be up early in the morning, too. And we still do. I still whatever. I still hop in with the lifts with the guys now and things like that. But we're lucky um, now that whatever, we have a brand new shiny weight room and we're actually renovating the locker room. I was walking through the demo today. Um, it's pretty sweet. It's like an episode of HGTV walking through that. But it's. <laughs> It's definitely satisfying seeing how everything has grown. Um, but it also puts ownership like, Hey, like we want to make this thing even better. And, um, people are going to come after us now and we got to be even better at what we do. Yeah. Coach, how, how big of a recruiting tool is it now that you got that national championship trophy? You just mentioned it there, the new locker room. We talked about, uh, we talked with Makar about it a couple of weeks ago, that new locker room, how big of a recruiting piece is that for you guys to keep building on your dynasty here? No, I mean, it definitely helps. And, um, like, Last saw in our, our first recruiting class, like what we have now compared to have what we have back then, like it's crazy, but we, we ask a lot of our players and ask a lot of them. We feel like this is rewarding and they've earned this, but uh, we do not want to lose that blue collar, that lunch pill personality by any means. Like obviously it's, it's going to be great to have a nice new locker room and new lounge and kitchen area and recovery area. And it can enhance, um, our daily development of our players, the daily unity of our players. Um, and I do think it's, it's definitely going to help in recruiting, but you'd be surprised how many kids kind of still look past us. And uh, we're okay with that. We're like, we want the kids that want to be a part of this. And, um, Kale McCarr, perfect example. He wanted to be a part of this. Like he, he was all on board. Even when the coaching staff changed and we came in, he was all on board. Like I, I know uh, you guys had Jake got dead on this. Like, God's visited campus. Um, and he loved it. He was all on board and Zach Jones just signed the other day. Um, a lot of guys that we, that we recruit are kind of under the radar, but they're just like, Hey, like, this is where I want to be. This is where I want to be coached. This is where I want to be pushed. And that's just kind of works for us. So I do think it could open up some doors, 
um, recruiting wise. And we still want to be one of the best programs in the country, but um, we're not going to totally switch with how we do things. Cause I, I think that's how you can kind of lose your identity. And that's yeah. not what we're about. Well, one guy, you mentioned guys we had on the pod. We also had on Matt Murray. Uh, was it last season or last off season? I believe. Yeah. Off season. Uh, so how hard was that decision? Like he came in and played against UMD, got his 52nd win, I think of his college career. How hard was it to, you know, go back to Philae who, you know, didn't have the chance to play because of COVID uh, protocols, yeah. you know, how hard was that decision to make? No, it, it, it was, it was super, super tough. Like Matt, Matt is, he's a really, really good goalie and he's really grown as a person. Um, like I, I actually, I called my wife and talked to her about it. Just, I, I was struggling just because he really stepped up for the team for not playing for such a long period of time. And for a goalie, just mentally, like to shake that rust off into the national semifinal yeah. against Luth. And yeah. I really didn't think he missed a beat. Um, Philly was just had such a great second half and kind of forced our hand. Um, but I, I give Mers so much credit. Like when we pulled him in and let him know what our decision was, his, his only response was coach, I'll be ready. Mm-hmm. And he had all the right in the world to be upset, um, to be frustrated, to be mad. And when he said, coach, I'll be ready. Like, I was like, Oh my God, like <laughs> I, I would take a bullet for this kid right now. You know what Disney. I mean? Sure. That's um, and speak, speaking of gods, I know he, he's been on here. Yeah. He, he's a huge advocate of getting pucks in deep. Like that's, that's <laughs> oh. what that kid does for a living. Yeah. But I actually want to give a funny story on him recruiting wise. I think <laughs> okay. he talked about it a little bit, but when we were recruiting him um, at whatever his, his uh, CCHL showcase was down there talking to him. I think I was the only division one school talking to him. Like I looked left, I looked right. Like it was all division three schools. I was like, I, like, was I smoking peyote, like watching him skate? Like this kid's really good. Like, why is there nobody else down here talking to him? So I had a good conversation with him. And uh, the next weekend I was like, Hey, like, we're going to keep an eye on you. I'm going to come back up in two weeks. The next weekend, he broke his ankle. Mm, uh, he didn't usually, you that. broke your ankle, like you're out six months. And uh, to his credit, like he really rehabbed really hard. But like every two or three weeks, we'll just check in with him. Hey, <laughs> hey, Jake, how's it going? How's your ankle doing? How's rehab going? And then he got closer to coming back. And I was like, hey, like you should come down and see things. Team's not the best right now, but you got to trust <laughs> me. Like take a leap of faith. We got a good coaching staff. We're building a good culture. You can be a part of this. And he came down and saw things and um, he hadn't even come back to play yet. And there was another school that was just like, basically whatever, asking him for a decision. He's like, Hey coach, like I really, really want to come to UMass. This other school is a great option too, but I would be kicking myself if I didn't call you and talk to you before making a decision. And uh, when he called me, I called coach Carvel and I was like, Hey, like we want to offer this kid. We want to get it done. And he was like, yeah, offer him, do whatever you got to do. Just get it done. And um, I mean, Ended up being our captain, ended up going to the Frozen Four twice and ended up winning the national championship his senior year. And um, knock on wood here, I think he's going to sign a pro contract here within the next few days. And we're super, super excited for him and a great honor for him and his family. Yeah, definitely well-deserved, I think. Obviously, for me, I have a little bit of a bias having him on the podcast. But for me, watching him in the Frozen Four, that kid backtracked harder than everyone ever ever seen before. And he won every battle. I mean, yeah, what a leader. Doesn't lose a battle. And then meeting him after, I mean, we've had him on the podcast, like I said, but meeting him after the game with the trophy, just the nicest kid. You probably you know, couldn't ask for a better leader out of Jake. He's like, he, uh, he's got a lot going for him. Like, a, yeah. Canadian, but he's basically like a Greek god. Like, he's big, <laughs> he's chiseled. He's a, really, he's a really good student. Like, he's a lights out student, mm-hmm. but great character, hard worker. He's a good athlete. 
Um, I mean, he's business. Yeah, Eisenberg School of Business. Like literally, like he's got everything going for him. Like the, uh, I think he's got a girlfriend right now. I don't know if I can share that in the podcast, but we oh, met her. We met her. We met her this weekend. <laughs> he was a single man. Like girls, like look out. Like you got a, you got a ten out of ten there with him. <laughs> no, great, great guy, and that goes for a lot of your guys. We we met a lot of the guys at the at the after party there. Just a bunch of good guys. You can tell uh, the chemistry is very high in the room. I mean, just first class guys all around that we got yeah. to meet. So. I think that first class starts with the coaching staff and comes down to the players. <laughs> <That's Absolutely. fair. laughs> we even uh, we got a chance to meet your dad. I swear we saw your dad every <laughs> single day in Pittsburgh. It was like he was. I think he brought the spark, the, the luck charm <laughs> for the boys there. I don't know. Uh, he, he, uh, my wife Kara, she talks about this all the time, and I, whatever. My mom knows this too. But my dad and I, like, we both have this weird ability just to bump into people and make friends with people. And you guys were the only people like I got a million text messages and emails. <laughs> oh, um, there was like a, a restaurant owner in Pittsburgh that met my dad and he got my email address. He's like, Hey, like we'll have you for post game meal. I talked to your dad. Like he says, you like Italian. He bumped into you guys. He's just like a social butterfly, but uh, no, my, whatever. It was, it was really, really cool for my dad to be a part of that. Like um, obviously I didn't play in the game. I was just a coach stand on the belch trying to look good and yell and scream every once in a while. But uh, <laughs> Satisfying for him to, uh, to, be around hockey for so long and he's not a, he's not a huge hockey guy he loves the game and things like that but definitely satisfying for him like he, he sacrificed a lot for me growing up and been super supportive of me when i was a duster getting cut by teams growing up <laughs> uh, was str- struggling to try to get a division one coaching job and super super supportive and uh, he actually just had both his knees replaced oh, he mentioned he, that yeah, I mean, you could probably tell he was walking. He looked like he was moving slower than molasses. But, uh, <laughs> no, it was cool for him. He's a, he's a social butterfly. He's freaking got a really nice tan going right now. He's <laughs> that too. Still down in Florida, but uh, no, I'm I'm excited to see him when he when he comes back north here. How about uh, back to the family here? You know, you just won a championship, so congrats on that. But you just also welcomed your second child in the world, um, Jordan, I believe, right? Yeah. 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 Yep. Oh, congrats, uh, congrats. But what is the feeling like? You know, you just another child and national championship to go with it. What's that like? No, it's crazy. Like, so after uh, we played Lake state and Bemidji at, in the regional in Bridgeport, um, both coach bar and I, both of our wives were pregnant at that time. <laughs> coach Barr's <laughs> wife is still pregnant right now with twins actually. But uh, we both pr- drove down to Bridgeport in case our wives popped and we had to drive back North to Amherst. Um, but luckily they were both fine. Um, get back after the game that Saturday night. Like I'm just gassed from the games, trying to prepare for those two teams and really two really tough games to play, get home, just whatever, throw down the the bags, trying to unpack and talking to my wife. And she's like, so like, how are we going to handle things here? Like this baby's like due here pretty soon. I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, well, like, you know, we got a couple weeks between games. Like, let's just wait and see. And she's like, well, like you're not going anywhere until this thing's born. I'm like, come on. Like, Um, and then no joke, like, I don't know if the hockey gods are looking down on us or what, but like five minutes later, she's like, what's, what, what's going on in my stomach? I'm like, don't mess around. Like it's freaking midnight. I want to go to sleep. I'm gassed. Like, let's go. <laughs> no, like something's funky going on. She like pops up, pops up. And she's like, my water just broke. I'm like, if you're trolling me right now, this is the worst troll. Ever. <laughs> um, but her, her water broke. We, we headed down to the, the hospital. Um, and she had, she had her baby boy, Jordan Christopher, like eight hours later. And, um, she's, she's a badass. went like no drugs, no help, 
Um, mm. She did the same thing with our our our, our, our first our daughter Paige at Paige Elise, and uh, no, su- super happy. I, I met my wife in college at RIT, so she's been uh, through a lot with me and been very super supportive. And uh, she was disappointed she didn't get to be in Pittsburgh like you guys were, so she's <laughs> wow. a little jealous. But uh, I actually snuck my phone out for the post game on the ice and was FaceTiming her. She was actually feeding Jordan. So uh, hopefully we get uh, get some skates on him in the near future. We show him how to get pucks in oh, deep. Yeah. All those <laughs> I think that, that, that picture is going to be pretty special when you get one with the, the kids and the trophy and everything. So, but again, congrats. We hope both kids are healthy and yeah, things yeah. are looking up for you guys. Let's get them eating pucks as soon as possible. <laughs> you know, two or three years old, whatever it takes. Just start block like shooting that. pucks at your kids. You got to learn sometime, you know. Like, hey, start, start them while they're young. You yeah, know? yeah. Like suit them up like in Big Daddy. Give them the catcher's gear and just start ripping them in the infield. You know, <laughs> let them let them take a few. Be good to maybe, go. Maybe a little slap shot regatta. You yeah. know, <laughs> <laughs> why the hell not? Let's go. Holy shit! Now I lost my track for Sorry. a question. Johnny, you say something. You've been quiet. Okay, I'll say something. I hate when you guys do this to me. <laughs> we can edit well, it I out. Guess, I mean, well, just going back to to UMass and everything, D Mike. I mean. Everyone I think here has listened to Carb's interview on, on Chicklets and he touched on New Mass a little bit. But what does New Mass mean to you? Because I think there's still a lot of people who don't understand what New Mass is and the meaning behind it. Yeah. No, I mean, I think a lot of people too, and I can see why. Like, I know they maybe uh, get annoyed maybe when we tweet it out when they're like, oh, it's not new. It's been whatever five <laughs> years. Shut up. But um, <laughs> I think just uh, it's, a, it's a different mentality, it's a different identity. Um, it's something different to be associated with when um, like in carve that story that carve told on chicklets. That's exactly how he came up with it. And it was, it was kind of weird. Like whatever, we just lost the recruit and we were told whatever, because of that situation, he didn't want to come to, to UMass and we're going down the elevator, talk to the players. And he's like, gosh, like we're not, we're not that we're new mass. Like that's who we are. We're new mass. Like we're new, we're different. Like we've got a different mentality. Like, screw that. And then he came in and talked to the guys. I think when he said it to the guys, the guys were like, you know, like, I don't really know what to think of it, but it, it kind of <laughs> through and, um, but we're, we're, we're proud of it. Cause we do. We, um, and I, I think it's across the board at UMass where 10, 15 years ago, like UMass is a different school now than what it was then. And I think academically and last can attest to this, the, the academic standards have grown substantially. And, um, the support staff, the student support staff that we have working for our team, like when I asked them about what their high school GPAs and their SATs were, it's like, oh, coach, I, I had a 3.8 and I was a 13.90 SAT. And I'm like, holy crap. Like, those are really good. There's, there's a lot of kids that are like that. And um, the, the school has really put uh, a, a lot of money and effort into growing the school. And it, like, whatever, you can look at our, our hockey facilities, but the same thing on campus, it's it's much easier for me to walk around a student and to show them Eisenberg and to show them our new student union, um, to show them the honors college, to show them new buildings on campus. The, the Worcester dining hall just got redone. Um, things are really, really improving here and it, it's not changing. And um, sometimes whatever new doesn't always mean good, but new is kind of a, a fresh, a fresh mindset, a fresh identity. And, um, no, that, that's what it means to us. And it's special. Like we do, we, we like the, the new mass rallying cry. And when people don't like it, it, it gives us even more motivation to, to try to beat them and try to prove them wrong. I, like that. One, I do remember one specific video session where like 
Carp had found out like some of the guys ordered like fifty dollars worth of Wendy's or something the night before, <laughs> and he was showing video of guys like not going sick on puck and like getting with their sticks in the air and just like he would yell at one clip zoom ass and then the next clip was like a good play new mess like, just going back and forth it was so funny I remember that. that was, well, I, I totally remember that too. And I think I, sometimes too, like anytime we did any, anything well there the first couple of years, like a clip in the top right corner, just say new mass, new mass, new mass. <laughs> I think every one of our rankings without you guys in the top five was zoom mass then. We, we, we <laughs> fucked up. Son of a bitch. Hey, I, I'm not going to lie. I had fun on Insta chirping you guys. Yeah. And I know Laz would see that. I, I had fun. You know, like we never cracked your top five. We won the national championship. Yeah. I feel like you're getting dog. Oh, you're number one now. That's all that matters, yeah, right? I got to post a new one. Everything college hockey, like they kind of like those Midwest schools a little bit, a little bit more than the Eastern schools. I mean, it's tough. I went to Bemidji State. He went to UMD. It's you yeah. beat us both. I mean, you cost us both a bit of money. Vote, so. <laughs> Say that. Yeah. My night. bad. My bad. No, you made it up. You also made up for it Saturday night, though. We were betting UMass heavy. I'll say that. <laughs> so, so that was nice. The over didn't hit. I'll say that. That kind of stung. <laughs> but otherwise, good performance, you know. Uh, but one question I had listening to Carve's interview is he mentioned like his pro coaching experience kind of helped land McCarr. But like, is that something that uh, goalies that are looking for recruiting, they see your, you know, pro experience? You're, you went to the Frozen Four with RIT. Has that, you know, helped you land guys like Fila, like Matt Murray? Uh, in the locker room there? No, for sure. For sure. And I, I agree with Carve. Like I do think, and it was the same way at St. Lawrence working with coach Carvel. Yeah. His, his NHL background, I, I think is, is second to none in college hockey. Um, but he, he's a, he's, I mean, he's on the younger side from working the NHL. Like he was working the NHL and his thirties and early forties. And um, that's, that's a hard thing to do. And he's extremely talented, extremely gifted. Um, but yeah, with, with Kale, I think that was a huge selling piece. Um, and I'll never forget too. Like we we're, he's taking the job at UMass, and he's like, "What's the deal with the recruits here? What like, what can you tell me about them?" And I'm like, this Macar kid is sweet. He's like, really, like, what's sweet mean? I'm like, like he's nasty. Like he'll come in the freshman, and he's gonna be really good. And he's like, well, what are you gonna do about it? I'm like, I'll get on a plane tomorrow, Carf. Talk to you then. Flew right out there. They were in the RBC Cup. Got to meet fan, uh, Kale, um, build a relationship with him there, um, and that was important. That's that's how we do things, whether if it's face to face or and last can attest to this too with recruiting, like we, we text, we email, we Snapchat, we FaceTime, we zoom, um, with our committed guys, like we want to build a relationship and it's, it's different. Like, um, we're not calling the kids and telling them what we want, what they want to hear. Like, we're very honest with them. Sometimes it's just, Hey, coach hasn't talked to you in a little bit. Like what's going on? How's everything going? We watched some of your games on hockey TV or just saw this, like, how's your family doing? Um, but yeah, my, my background, I do think helps a little bit on the goalie side. Um, obviously was lucky enough to play division one, uh, lucky enough to, to play in the American league. East coastly went to a couple of NHL training camps. So that, that helps. And, um, like whatever, speaking of Phil and, and whatnot, like he was not highly recruited. Um, when we actually recruited him, like I can remember coaches being like, oh, like he's not a full scholarship goalie or, oh, like what? he's a backup in hockey East. And I was like, um, all right, like you guys have your opinion. Like I have my opinion. Um, <laughs> but with crazy too, with Phil, I, we actually only watched him online. Um, coach Barr wow. had a contact in Finland, sent him some video and, um, Benny got the video, looked at it. He's like, D Mike's like, I'm not the goalie guy. You need to look at this, but I think this kid's really good. And I watched like five shots. I'm like, this kid's nasty. Like he's our guy. He's the guy that we got to get. And um, I think we locked him up shortly thereafter, but even he got to campus and 
he was really good, and there was a really good battle there between him and Matt Murray. Um, and it definitely needed a lot of uh, massaging and, and things like that. But I think they both made each other better at the end of the day. But um, I, th- I feel like we're pretty progressive with all of our skill development, and that includes our goalies. Like we, we do at least two le- two goalie specific practices before practice for at least thirty minutes. <laughs> we film all those. I break them down. We go down with the we go over it with the goalies. Um, we, we film all their shots. Sometimes I'll send them clips of NHL goalies and any, anything that we can do to, to make our players better. And sometimes I'll be hitting something home and they might be like, yeah, D Mike, like beat it. Like I got this figured <laughs> out. I'll send them a clip of an NHL goal. And I'll be like, yeah, well, D Mike's not as dumb as he looks. Huh? So, <laughs> <laughs> He's figuring it out. Oh, hey, well, we'll take Philly and uh, we'll take him here in Minnesota. So whenever you guys want to <laughs> hand them back over to us. After another natty ship. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. How many movie quotes of practice would you say that you do? Over five and a half or under? Ooh. Oof, way over five and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah. Especially the happy, the happy lookout. That's, that's your go-to, right? Yeah. No, I'd say uh, Happy Gilmore's up there a lot. Dumb and Dumber. Anchorman. Um, <laughs> those, are, those are a lot of the, the go-tos. I try to mix in some new ones here every once in a while, too. But uh, I can actually... Kale McCarr is a huge, like a uh, Marvel Comics Avengers guy. Him and I would talk about those movies a lot too. Actually, Mario Ferraro is big into it too. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Big, big into movie quotes. My, my wife still to this day, she gets annoyed every time I say something, but she doesn't understand what I'm saying. She knows it's a movie oh, yeah. quote, but when the boys are over, they get it. So I'm going to hopefully <laughs> hand off the baton to Jordan. And he's all into the movie quotes too. <laughs> yeah, you got to build it. Yeah. You kind of got to know your audience, but yeah, once you have one person laughing, that's Johnny in our group. He, he rips quotes all day. <laughs> James doesn't know shit. Yeah. I'm not a movie guy. <laughs> oh God. He's top notch with the movie quotes too. <laughs> that's why you picked me for the golf card and the golf outing. They want, they want you to tell that story. with the- Oh no. Let's hear yeah, it. Can we tell the golf story? Is it <laughs> is that possible? Yeah, do you remember that? The marshmallows? You can tell the you tell the golf story, Laz. Uh, okay, so I got somehow I got handpicked to be in the golf cart with D Mike for the UMass golf outing, and we're both guys who like to you know have a good time, keep it light. So D Mike goes, "Yo, I got a bag of marshmallows. I'm gonna leave it on the course so the guys behind us think it's their ball." So at the end of the day, like you know, these people are picking up. We, we dropped a whole bag of marshmallows. These people are getting pissed behind us. At the end of the day, it was it was just so funny. I was I was cracking up. Like thank God I was with you, you know, because I feel like. I don't know. I feel like if I was behind you, I'd have been pretty pissed too, but it was a good time. Couldn't be on the other end. What's funny, Les, is we like we still do that golf outing as a team. And I don't do the marshmallow thing anymore, but like one guy every year like remembers it and they'll just they'll still be like marshmallows. And it's great where like guy walks up to the green, like thinks he's got a tap in and he's like, freaking marshmallow. Like, God damn it, I hate that pop <laughs> Don't test me, Bob. Now is not the time. <laughs> I love that. Just a full bag of marshmallows. I'd be losing my shit. What about uh, one thing I want to ask you about? Like Carvel's social media game the last few days oh. has been top notch. Like he's posting gifts tonight. Like, is are you behind that, or <laughs> is it actually him coming into his own? I don't know. He's he, he's he's his own man on social media, and uh, no, he's he's got a sneaky good personality. Like he's he's reserved and. Uh, if, if you don't know him, sometimes you think he's kind of stoic and whatnot, but behind closed doors, he, he's very personable. Um, he is a sneaky, funny dude. I, I think he needs to give himself more credit. Um, but even like with hopping on chicklets, like he was like, Hey, like, what do you think? I'm like, you got to go on it, Carve. Like recruiting and things like that'll be huge. It'll That's, be awesome. Yeah. Um, recruiting. <laughs> you guys saw like the gif of him running. Yeah. After that was the, amazing. Uh, after he beat Bemidji there. And that was like mm. totally natural. And like, 
uh, I, he thought it'd just be hilarious to like run like Forrest Gump. Like, I don't know how that came to him, but uh, people will be talking about that for, for years to come. And uh, no, he's, he's very witty, like via text and via email and on social media. Like when he can, when he can take his time and thinks about stuff, like he's a super, super smart guy. Like back in the day, he was an Ivy level student. So he's, uh, he's, he's way smarter than I, I ever was, but, uh, no, he's, he's sneaky good on there and he can throw some jabs. Sometimes we got to tell him to pull the reins back a little bit. Like he might, uh, when we first got to UMass, like people would make comments and like, he would go back at him. We're like, Hey Carve, like, no, like, we, we, we don't really need that here. Like that guy's got five followers. Like his, his picture, <laughs> Doesn't even have a picture. Like you don't need to say anything to that guy. Just leave him alone. God. That is a good point, though. I think being on Chicklets is huge for recruiting. Like all the college hockey players, all the juniors players see that. Yeah, everyone sees that. Easily. It's huge. And I think you know to add on to that, you guys have one of the best social medias in college hockey. Your pictures are amazing. It's, I mean, it is a recruiting piece. Social media is a huge recruiting piece as as we pro- progress here in the hockey oh, world. Totally. I mean, the kids nowadays, and you guys are no different. I think you're doing a great job spreading everything college hockey. Thank you. Um, but the, the younger generation, like they're, they're all over social media. And um, obviously we, we want to get the, uh, we want to spread that new mass gospel all over the place, all over the world. And mm-hmm. um, we, we spend a lot of time with our, our sports information. And um, just like we push our players, I feel like sometimes we push them like, Hey, like what new videos can we come out with and what things can we post? And obviously you want to put content out there, but I think it needs to be respectful. I think there are, there are some schools that will start some, uh, social media chirps i feel like we try to stay out of that type of thing um, yeah. but no i mean when we when the younger 15 16 17 year olds come through and they say hey like we, we saw that video on kale mccarr or hey we, we saw that connor sheary just resigned with washington today through your social media like that's kudos to them that's our, our sports information doing a great job and they're they're an asset to us just like winning hockey games it's full thing when turn around our program um Carve's obviously done an unbelievable job, but our, our president, our athletic director, coaching staff, our strength coach, our trainer, our equipment manager, our student um, student managers, our our analytics workers, our our rink, our, our our guy that works our rink, like all those things are super super helpful and it's all encompassing if you want to have an elite program. And um, you can't cut corners at the end of the day; you got to do everything right. Yeah, you got to alumni have been huge too. Yeah, no, the, the, the alumni has been great. And I think it's been good to get them back on board. I think um, it's been helpful that uh, like I actually played with a decent amount of UMass alums, whether that was at Avon Old Farms or in juniors or in pro coach, uh, coach Barr has some buddies that he was friends with coming in um, and coach Carvel knew some guys and things like that. Obviously, whatever he actually got his master's from UMass. So he had a connection, but uh, when we came in, like we, we tried to bring people in and let them know, Hey, like, we're family and there's going to be some bad times, but there's also going to be some good times. Um, and the support that we've gotten from alumni and, and things like that, it's great to see. And um, I really, really respect the, the guys that were there for us since day one. Like I think of a guy like TD, um, Tom Doherty, he's been super, super supportive of us and he likes to have a good time. You guys might've saw him wheeling around in mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. He's flying the flag. Um, but the people oh, like yeah. him really make it special. And I mean, singling him out, he's been great, but there's a lot of different people that we can meet and, turning around our facilities like we we needed the support with our weight room and right now with our, our locker room like that's not that's not taxpayers money we're not doing, getting that from the massachusetts resident like we all fundraised for that um and it's an over two million dollar project and a lot of that money has come from alumni and i think they've really bought into understanding like hey if, if we want to be a premier program 
these are the things. It's an arms yep. race, and that's what you have to do to, to keep up with the Joneses. And we're not going to change our identity again. But these things, this is something that we need. And this is something that our, our players, they, they've earned it. Like, they've earned it from all their sacrifice. And future players are going to have to continue to sacrifice. But it's uh, it's something that we're really helpful and optimistic, and we're excited for the future. Is that is that room done this offseason? Blocker? Yeah. It is. No, so we... Um, we got off the bus on Sunday. They already started to take down branding Monday morning at 7 a.m. It was like HGTV making an open concept. They were just sledgehammering stuff, ceilings coming down, walls wow. coming down. Uh, we need video of that. Yeah. No, I've, well, it's funny you say that. I've actually sent some videos to recruits being like, hey, uh, you want to be part of this thing? Like, <laughs> like, we're going to give you the after picks. And uh, I, I sent some Snapchats to, to Kale McCarr and, uh, to Mario Ferraro, John Leonard, Mitchell Chafee, even a legend like uh, Kurt, aka Billy Keats. We got some videos, <laughs> but we um, we don't just uh, obviously Kale's super high profile, but a guy like Kurt Keats for me, he's just as valuable mm-hmm. um, to our team, and, and no different this year. Obviously, um, we had some guys that got a lot of attention, all Americans, but a guy like for for me, George Mika is just as valuable valuable to our program and to our culture as our guy that are maybe getting the awards at the end of the day, a guy like George really great for him. Awesome senior year. Um, the kids got a lot going for him. It was awesome to see a guy like him have an awesome senior year, just like the same thing for Kirk Keith. I think it was great for him to play in the frozen four. Yeah. You mentioned like, he sending... always comes up on here. Oh. <laughs> he has, <laughs> he has true. every time <laughs> we got to get him on. We do. But like you mentioned, like sending <laughs> videos of, uh, you know, former players or just like guys that you're trying to recruit right now. Um, you know, going on the locker room, like how, what does your off season look like right now? Like, are you back in the office Monday morning, you know, firing off, like, you know, studying film or ready to recruit or like, what's that? Like, I feel like there's no rest for you guys. Yeah, no, uh, I think some people, I mean, it's different for our players. I, I think they're, they're <laughs> rock star life. They're walking down red carpets. They're having a grand yeah. old time. They're getting freaking roses thrown at them when they walk through campus. But for our coaches, um, I mean, I, I think we, uh, we got our heads snapped on straight pretty fast when we found that that Zach Jones was, was looking to sign. So, um, like we, we want to have another really strong season. So, I mean, we were back in the office basically 8am on Monday, trying to figure out our roster, trying to get an idea of, of our players that are coming and going and things like that. And we're optimistic that we're not going to have a, a ton of roster turnover, but we understand when we have success and when games and players develop, like we want them to develop, they're going to have the opportunity to sign contracts and we're fully supportive of that, but we're also fully supportive of, of how we're going to develop. And we're very supportive of the college model. But uh, basically this week, since 8 a.m. Monday morning, like we've been focused on our team and researching players that maybe we need for the fall. Um, also, we're kind of uh, doing we're doing player exit meetings right now just to kind of be all on the same page. Hey, this is what we saw for this season. This is what we want for next season. And um, I think maybe once we get our roster kind of solidified, mm. maybe we can be able to soak in it a little bit. But uh, my wife will tell you, I, I haven't really slept well the last few white nights. I'm a little antsy until I, I'm very big on organization. It may not come across that way. Uh, <laughs> Coach Coach Barr calls me, instead of OCD, he calls me OCD Mike. So I'm uh, like big that. on as in Once our roster, we get the right amount of forwards, defensemen, and goalies, then uh, I'll be able to sleep a little bit easier and then maybe uh maybe i'll have a couple cold ones here there we go well yeah. deserved i mean we could throw you back on uh we'll make a new rankings to, uh, so you can sleep better we'll put you at number one <laughs> i think if i comment i'll just be like finally yeah yeah that's it Boom. that's we'll it. it we'll yeah. take it we'll take it we'll also take um 
some help with funding to get out there. We want to we want to shoot a video for you guys. I don't know if you've seen our game day experience videos for other schools. We did NODAC this year, Minnesota, Wisconsin. But I think you guys in the new locker room, we got to show that thing off to all our fans and yeah. get it out yeah. there. I mean, new mass is here, but we'd love to come shoot a game day experience video next year for you yeah, guys. Totally. That's allowed. Yeah. Hopefully things are, are back to normal. Yeah, that fall. too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it'd be really, really cool for you guys. But just so you guys know too, like super appreciative of what you guys do growing college hockey. Um, I think it's cool that you guys do these podcasts and do posts. And um, sometimes in college sports, like there's a, there's a lot of really good personalities out there and it, it doesn't just have to be a UMass. I, I think you can yeah. find some schools that are maybe a little bit under the radar. And I think you guys do an awesome job of that talking to, to kids and coaches and players from different teams. And I think that's one of the great things about college hockey. Like everyone gets a little enamored with the schools that have been around for a while, but mm. School like UMass, we feel like we're up and coming and we got some cool stories to tell. But um, I feel the same way about my alma mater, RIT. Like there's some really yeah. good, cool things going on right. there and rinks, atmosphere, places to get a bite to eat, places yep. to maybe get a get a pop after the game. Like there's a lot of cool things. And uh, no, appreciate you guys trying to help grow the college hockey game too. Thank you. It means, yeah. it means a lot. We love Atlantic hockey too. Yeah, <laughs> we, we do love the Atlantic. We <laughs> eat it up. We got we got our own uh, our insider right here at the Atlantic. Johnny will <laughs> us out. But uh, yes, sir. Yeah, we've had plenty. East Coast of, expert. Plenty. Of Andy's coach. Coach, other than the Frozen Four, I got one last question for you. Other than the Frozen Four, though, with RIT, what was your favorite memory from just being a college athlete and playing for RIT there as their goalie? Um, I mean. As cliche as it sounds, like we won a lot of hockey games at RIT. Like uh, mm. we won, we won three regular season championships in my four years. So pretty good. Uh, <laughs> it, it was yeah. it was just fun winning all the time and sweeping a weekend and then Saturday night, kind of figuring out what was going on. Yep. Um, but it just it's something that's hard to comprehend unless you play college hockey or, or go to a, a hockey crazy school. But um, like I, I still have an unbelievable relationship with all of my college teammates. We have, we have a WhatsApp group and um, there's like 80 of us on it or something crazy <laughs> and whatever UMass is playing and I'll get texts from guys like, Hey, good luck. And guys are watching the game, sending pictures and th- those relationships, like didn't expect that. Um, but my, my wedding, like basically I had like, I think I had like 30 different, former players from RIT that were at my wedding. Wow. So uh, we, we had, a, we had a really good time in Roch Vegas, the uh, <laughs> sneaky, sneaky good under the radar. We had a good time there and um, a lot to do during the season. RIT was an awesome place to play with the corner crew. Um, didn't, didn't know that going into it. Like I heard it was a hockey first school, Yeah. but uh, I remember my first game right in pine looking at, it, I was like, Holy crap. Like <laughs> I think I kind of lucked out coming here. Like I better get better, better and stop some pucks so I can experience this in the net. <laughs> and um, had a really good coaching staff there that, that gave me an opportunity and let me earn it. And uh, some really, really good teammates that taught me some things that I still use to this day as a coach. And um, I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for my experience at RIT. I love that. What about, I guess, a couple final questions that I have is, you know, like you had a great time. That Frozen Four run was nuts. I think you had 27 wins as a senior there. Um, but like, at what point did you know, like you played in the East Coast League and the AHL, like at what point did you know that you wanted to hang them up and that you wanted to become a coach? Like, was that, you know, just that you're burning to become a coach or was there something else that led to that? And- yeah, no, like I, I actually never thought about being a coach until I got into pro hockey. Okay. And um, my first year pro, like, I just miss the relationships of my coaches from college. Um, and not just from like, they're, they're, they would communicate with me consistently. And I liked it when I made a mistake and they would tell me I made a mistake. And when I played well, I liked that, that, Hey, they might give me a pat on the back. And um, 
like coach Wilson at RIT, like he knew where my girlfriend was. He knew who my family was. And, um, and, and then it meant a lot that like he was willing to build that relationship and it meant a lot too. Yeah. like, like, Hey, like you need to do this better. You, you, you got to play the puck better. You got to make better decisions. You got to make that save. I know it's a breakaway. Find a way to make a save. Like that meant a lot. And then when I got to pro it's, it's just different. And I'm not saying that it's any better or worse, but it's just different. And, um, going into my second year of pro, I was not on a, a great contract. I was basically on PTOs. I was lucky enough to go to Bruins camp. I actually got into a preseason game, which was really cool against the Islanders and rookie camp, um, at beautiful Nassau Coliseum, which Laz might know a thing or two about. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I just knew my second year, I was going to be a suitcase and just got frustrated with when I would get traded from here to here. And the coach would be like, Hey, like, you think you're a really good goal. You played really well, but there's this guy in this contract that's coming down. So we got to trade you and, Oh, Manny legacy is coming out of retirement, wants to play in the American league. So going to American league is coming down. We're going to trade you. And I'm just like, this is just kind of brutal. And um, it's just different in pro too, where in college, like all your teammates, they're all your friends and you have a great relationship with them. Um, you know, all their parents, you know what they got going on, you know, it's whatever. Jojo's got a date with so-and-so at the, at the movies on Wednesday night where in pro, like you guys have kids and guys are at different stages of their life. So it's just different. And, um, my second year of pro, I just felt like, Hey, like, I think I have a lot to give. And as a coach and I, whatever, I coached a little bit in the summertime in the summertime working goalie camps and always felt like, uh, I could kind of help kids and have a positive effect and, kind of wanted to have the saved effect on kids as my college coaches at RIT had on me, like uh, Wayne Wilson, Brian Hills, David Salako, Mike Tremaine. Um, all, all those guys were, were great to me. Chris Line and um, my, my one, the one coach there, actually Scott McDonald, he ended up coaching the women's team, but he was the main man that recruited me. And um, he switched over to the women's side, but like he still kept a relationship with me, a relationship with my parents and, um, I just felt like that was special and something different. And I think kids value that, that honesty and that relationship. And it's no different than your mom or your dad. Like you got a relationship with your mom and your dad when they come down on you, like, you know what, you know, like dad said not to do that. He's probably right. Um, but I, I felt like sometimes in pro, like literally when I talked to my coach for months at a time and then he would lay into me, I'd be like, yeah, whatever, buddy. Like you care, clearly don't care about me because you haven't talked to me in months. So um, that was just something I think is valuable. And I, I think that, that helps our team at UMass. And um, that's something I try to do with our players. Like I try to have lunch with them a lot um, in our players lounge. And um, I will yell and scream at them, but I think they know it's for their betterment. And when you have a relationship with somebody, I think you can respect that, that they're, they're invested in, in your, in your life and in your career and in your development. Yeah. That's what's 100%. great about college hockey is just the relationship aspect. Like yeah. you have four years with them. They're your family. They know no one's getting shipped out the next day for a, you know, roll a tape or something either. Like you, you're, exactly. you're, you're sat in stone there unless you got a transfer or whatever. But yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. No, totally. Right. Atlantic Insider John Lazarus has one final thought. I'm a hockey East guy tonight because. Yeah, okay. But yeah, hockey East as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my bad. My bad. <laughs> but, Mike, I'm telling you, and I know we talked about it before, but when I come up to UMass to grab a beer with you, I can proudly throw this card down on the bar. Ooh. I saved it. Uh, we got laminated culture cards at UMass. Yeah, I'm telling you, this thing, the culture is instilled from day one. <laughs> I love I, it. I, for the record, I have that in my wallet. I have one on my desk. And Laz tells you, you can see it. But um, for us, for us, they're not just words. We try to live by them and um, not just at the rink with, with our families, with our lives and how we do things. And maybe it might sound cheesy, but it, it works and it wins. And uh, cult, culture, culture trumps everything. 
Hell yeah. ICCCU. Is it three C's? Four C's? What is it? Three? Three. ICCCU. Keep, keep that on the down low. Come on. Keep the trade Yeah, Come on, Les. Well, I think that when we come down and shoot a video for you guys, I'm hoping that, I mean, one, we get bag skated and that we kind of earn our trip. <laughs> I don't want to get bag skated, but Carves are demise. We got to earn it because Carves will beat our ass either way. And then number two, I think we earn a laminated card if we come out of it alive. So that's, do, that's do, what I'm hoping. Do you guys, let me ask you, do you want to be bag skated? Do you want to block shots? Yes. Do you want to back check? Do you want to get pucks in deep? Like, what, what are the things that you really want? Those are the main cornerstones. We were giving God shit because he didn't get over 20 blocks this season, yeah. according to the stat sheet. But, uh, yeah, we want to do all of them. But preferably, I think I'll just throw James since he's a bigger body. I'm doing uh, the block can, shots? Yeah, you got the uh, I'll take I'll take the new Makar on one-on-one. Oh, shit. I think you guys should do the Mach PK. <laughs> maybe, maybe no. I'll, I'll try it out, hey. yeah. I, I'm a big PK guy. Laz knows that. Let's we'll go. get you on the mock PK. But if, <laughs> if you're looking for shot blockers, I think you need to talk to Mark Del Geizo, Colin Felix. Oh, yeah. Um, Garrett Waite is actually a sneaky good shot blocker. That's yeah, a Minnesota um, boy. Cal, okay. Cal's not bad at blocking him. Trevino, well, he can squirrel around and block some shots. So, no, God, God's is more like heavy, strong. He's so like, big. Don't take the, you battles. can't take the puck for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or, but he, he will block a shot and he'll smoke a guy. He'll take the body. He can lay the lumber. Yeah, he's physical this yeah, weekend. I wouldn't I wouldn't mess with him. Your he's whole team, game. though, your whole team was just that talk about that. I just gotta ask one last question from me, actually. That Duluth game, what did you say to the boys or car say to the boys going into OT? Because you guys came out just yeah, way hotter was than it Duluth. Smelling did. <laughs> it was smelling salts. <laughs> <laughs> Could it be? The uh we actually we cracked a couple Red Bull, a couple five hour energies, <laughs> and we got after it. But Let's no, uh, and, and I think it actually started at the end of the second. Um we, we like we felt, and we didn't tell the players this, but we felt like Duluth was playing really well. Mm-hmm. We felt like they were outplaying us. Um, and actually, Coach Barr and I started to snap on the bench. Like we started to go after it, and we tried. We tried to give the guys energy, and um, we, we actually we really missed Carson Gashevitz. Like he oh, was yeah. an emotional leader for our team. He gave our players a ton of juice and ton of confidence, and um, we felt like we had to kind of make up for that as coaches. And after the second um, in our coaches meeting and in, in, in between periods in the locker room, Coach Carvel's like, hey, like, let me come down on him. You guys got to take a breath, take a step back. And uh, Carv blistered him good. He, he blistered him like, hey, like, you guys want to lose to this team again? Like, we, we have more to give. We've barely freaking practiced here the last week. Like, we got more in the tank. You need to get desperate. We need to play to our identity. Um, and I think it started to come over in the third. And once we tied up the game, I think that gave yeah. us a lot of energy, a lot of juice. And um, we, we talked about the, uh, the the four members of the band that weren't there. Like, we, we really missed, obviously, True. Jerry Harding and Henry Graham and Carson Gashevitz and Philly Lindbergh. And we we're like, hey, like, these guys are back at home. Like, literally, they would give their arm to be in this game. Like, we have to find a way to win this game for them and um, give our players a ton of credit. Like, it was... It was fun to watch that uh, overtime, but it was also scary where it felt like we had the puck in the zone a decent amount, and then, boom, Duluth has like a breakaway or a potential odd man rush. And then uh, Bobby Torino obviously made a great play there to Garrett Waite. And, like, Garrett Waite, like, super stoic. I think you guys probably saw his interviews, but, like, his celebration was, like, so basic. He just, like, <laughs> put his hand up, like, oh, we, let's go to the national championship game. Like, it was so, like, subdued. But, no, oh, that awesome. was it was awesome. 
Yeah, it looked like he'd been there before almost. It was just like, holy shit. He's an Edina oh, kid. Hold it up. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah, that's tough. We don't like Edina kids on this pod, but that's nah, a big one for We've had a few of them on, though. <laughs> yeah. Hey, way when, too. when we recruited him, like, the first thing I, I said to him, I was like, hey, like, are you an Edina cake eater? Because you're not going to fit in here. And he's like, Coach, I, I'm from Edina, but I, I think I can fit in. And, uh, I mean, when he showed up, like, he actually had on, like, uh, he had on camouflage Crocs. And I'm like, oh. I don't think this is an Edina. <laughs> <laughs> on camouflage Crocs, like he'd probably be having on like boat shoes and a button down or something. So we, <laughs> this kid might be a little bit more nails than what we give him credit for. I love yeah. it. You got to make sure you can get pucks deep. That's at the end of the day where it all starts, and then <laughs> what it's all about. Back. Yeah. Yep. Let's go. I think that's all I had. That's all I got for you, Coach. Uh, again, congratulations on becoming the national champs. Um, uh, he's right. A lot of people did doubt you, but uh, you proved them all wrong. And that's credit to the boys and credit to your coaching ability there uh associate head coach jared d michael here d mike the goat uh you know he was the good cop or the bad cop the good cop to carve's bad cop there helped lead him <laughs> to the natty championship hoping for the best for you guys we're gonna come down and shoot a video and just get bagged and eat shots for you guys but, <laughs> not eating any shots yeah, those <laughs> we're gonna do it all but again coach thank you so much for uh for taking the time for us today awesome thanks for having me guys yep all right so if you're listening to this pod, we just had on two UMass legends. One is current. The other one's going to be currently going to professional hockey here real soon. But Jake Goddett and coach Jared D. Michael there. I want to thank them for coming on. What a pod, James. Yeah, no, obviously an, an honor to have them on after winning the national championship. An honor to to have a few uh, a few waters with them after the game Saturday night. And uh, it's cool to meet mm. those two guys and the rest of the UMass team. So shout out to all the boys there and uh, the alumni for, you know, on your first national championship, that one's got to feel good. Yeah, my God. I mean, we met so many of the players at UMass. I was, I was humbled by how many knew our names. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, why would they? I mean, besides yeah. coming on the pod, we had Murray. Uh, we had, uh, obviously, Gods. But then we've had guys that, you know, are on the team last yeah. Another legend there. We had Leno and McCarr, but like, yeah, a lot of these guys, I was just like, holy shit, you, you've listened to the pod. Mm-hmm. You get pucks deep, obviously. No, I think, I think what I, what I, what I, what I said on the, on the podcast said to Mike and is credit to them and, the, and their coaching staff, but just the, the class acts on the team from UMass, you know, those right. guys coming up to, coming up to us after the game. I think that, uh, that makes all the long hours for us were, you know, easily worth it just to get to, to, to meet those guys in person and just to hold, we got to hold the national championship trophy at the yeah. upstairs. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm giving guy a water as soon as he walks in with the trophy off the bus. I mean, it was just an electric feeling and you could just, it was like we were on the team almost. You could feel what they were feeling a little bit and, and how much that meant to those guys. So again, congrats to you guys. And uh, we're, we're definitely pumped uh, to go shoot a video at new mass now. Oh, easily. And like, I was so heartbroken Thursday night as a UMD fan, uh, fully believing they're going to win until that overtime started, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. I'm not really seeing it so much. Like, those were those were easily the two best teams though in the Frozen Four. That was like, a hands down. Game. Those. Yep. We we knew it. We knew it kind of too. It was just like, you know, credit to St. Cloud on a great season though. They I think they shocked a lot of people in that tournament. They played very well, and um, yeah. you know, it sucks losing and Broads there. Back but, on Mankato too after being down. Yeah, like they, yeah. They flipped the script on that game. I I didn't. That was a hell of a game. That was probably my favorite game in the tournament, though, just because it was so high scoring. It was just back and forth. Yeah, like you, you get there. I mean, we were that like tip was nasty late. to win too. I mean, that was uh, that was a fun game to watch. But Nolan uh, Walker shouts. Yeah, no, that's in the Duluth game, obviously in overtime. But um, all in all, we're back from Pittsburgh. The boys made it home alive. We did. That's honestly the biggest shocker for me, other than 
13 hours there and back. I would say 14 because we got stuck in some random city mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh for a full hour just doing a roundabout. Yeah, we were in the Farmville, man. It was just... We were singing John Denver Country Roads, and it felt pretty good, honestly. It did like, feel good, except I was... bad of the weekend was, like, you know, more out. For not getting any Saturday. sleep and just drinking a lot of water Sunday. all weekend, it, Sunday on going on the hills and, and yeah. John Denver Road Sometimes was not fun. Sometimes yeah. you just got to let it loose. The boys were feeling it. Uh, we got Suge Knight in the studio joining us now, Wendy. How's it feel? <laughs> Feels pretty good. Feels pretty good. Nice. <laughs> I'm just that chain's getting me. But yeah, what a trip. I will say, last thing I'll say about St. Cloud, they made me the most money this weekend. <laughs> I bet on them Thursday and I bet against Saturday and they helped out. <laughs> they helped out. Huskies, way, way to help out there. But uh, yeah, Frozen Four is awesome. Met a ton of fans. Uh, did a lot of smelling salts. Got a lot of pucks deep and mm. a lot of content. We have a video coming for you guys on our YouTube channel. Uh, make sure you're subscribed. Hit that bell if you haven't already. Uh, we're going to have a full vlog experience of the Frozen Four. That's us road trip with the boys five deep in a freaking Mazda CX-5 2013. It's yes. a beaut. And uh, yeah, we went to and from and it was tough vibes on the way back. But the way there, <sighs> uh, I mean, everything, it, it was a great time. We love Pittsburgh and uh, we're excited for for Boston. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just Pittsburgh. I think it shocked me just the city in itself. Pretty cool. And what, just a good vibe. The weather was beautiful. The bar atmosphere was great. The the, the restaurants we went to, great food. Oof. Pittsburgh gets shit on a lot for being, you know, they are Schittsburg in a way. It did smell terrible. At times it did. Um, but I will say we had great weather. The the double, like, yellow bridges was like, yeah. okay, hello. And then, like, you got, uh, what was the ballpark called? PNC. PNC is so close to you. It's like, beautiful, like too. And it wasn't, it wasn't bad staying at the West and Five Star with all the boys. Mm, not at all. There's so many pucks in deep. Yeah. podcast members in that in that building at, any at point, once point you just had a player walk out or like a guy who looked like he was talking to butchie a minute before we didn't yeah. see butchie that was the one or melrose yeah no melrose I, they had to be at another another place don't you think that yeah. or like there's just too much steez they had to you know duck us a little bit i saw colby's but, getting some nhl time now yeah colby got what a weekend up. that's, that's an ECH ECH bump and a half that's imagine a- <laughs> what butchie would have got had he come on yeah that's nah, all nah. i'll say nope. butchie maybe maybe hit us up uh, but, but yeah, it was still a great weekend. We saw a lot of faces. Like I got to talk with Easton Brodzinski's dad just out of nowhere. <laughs> just a great chat. So shout out to him. He's probably not listening, but uh, Hell no. it was a good time. <laughs> yeah. We had a lot of, a lot of Husky fans were there. I yeah. We did we, get to party with a lot of Husky fans. A lot of Husky fans. I mean, UMass fans, you name it. Obviously Bulldogs, Shane, Ludke, shout out to him getting trapped yeah. every night. Um, I mean, shout out to the St. Cloud fellows. We had Rachel and Sam and Allie and. The rest of the girls team all made it. The whole girls St. Cloud team made it. If you, that doesn't tell you they're dedicated. I mean, Minnesota fans everywhere. How about uh, yeah, yeah, our buddy from Toledo? Oh, volleyball buddy, team. What was his name? Track. I can't remember. I mean, I remember his full diesel with that mustache. That's the, he showed up electric vibes there with uh he was there for Fury from uh mm-hmm. Mankato. Yep. So a lot of Mankato fans were present. I mean, they had the biggest section in that game, I would say. Oh yeah. Like they absolutely. were going nuts. They were right there to win it. Uh so I mean, yeah, great games besides the championship, which you know, still was a good time. Still was a good time. And uh, yeah, my, my brain cells are gone from the smelling sauce this weekend, though. That's yeah, that's so one thing I can't get back from this weekend. <laughs> a lot of things we can't get back. Uh, I will say I got my glasses back, but uh, the shades. Yeah, yeah. Tough. Sorry, Miles. So we lost R. a pair R. of sunglasses. R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. Dude, I have no stomach. So let's let's wrap this up. Um, again, we just want to thank you guys all for listening to this. 
And, uh, you know, we'll have pucks in deep pocket. Like, there is no offseason for ECA. There is no. We are going to take two weeks off, though, if you're listening to this still. But we are going to take yeah. a couple weeks off. I'll let you listen to this one for a couple weeks because it's going to be a doozy. Yeah. At it tomorrow. I'm really excited for that. But we will be back all offseason for you guys. Remember to just check out some our big page. guests, some big guests, big couple sponsors coming. coming. We got some merch coming. It's going to be a great offseason. Excited mm-hmm. to, you know, start next season off uh, in two weeks here. But uh, again, to all our fans, supporters, thank you for supporting us all season long. It was a hell of a season during COVID too and we needed all you guys so let's keep growing the game together and and uh until next time let's get pucks in deep that's a wrap dj play us out let's get it started in here and the bass keeps running running and 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 running yeah thank you i need a beer is the best day of my life! Yeah! You must! It's the best goal of the country! Yeah! Watch out! Watch out! You are national champions! Get into it, get stupid